Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman, CEO of Axis Financial, Philip talks about how real estate investors use life insurance to enhance their real estate returns. Life insurance as a line of credit for business owners. Using life insurance to avoid your kids fighting over your money when you die. Creating a tax-free income stream like wealthy families. And key employee life insurance. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my two wealth building partner sponsors, John Thurman, Access Financial, independent life insurance agent, help you shop your life insurance and disability insurance and health insurance needs. And by Allison Rife Martin, Rife Martin CPA. They are your outsource personal and or business CFO to help make sure that your money is organized and right and that you're not paying more than your fair share of taxes. Let's get to the show. All righty, I am back with another advanced planning idea session. Today, I have John again, and we're gonna talk about some advanced uses of life insurance. You ready, John? Morning, yeah. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So. We both work with folks that that love to invest in real estate, um, and a lot of real estate folks are very knowledgeable about the, the the financial benefits of using other people's money. So let's let's talk about a case study of a of a real estate investor who uses life insurance uh, to enhance their wealth. Right. So let, let, let's tee it off before you kind of educate everybody on different types of policies you can use to do this. But so so and I'm gonna make up a client situation so I can protect the innocent. But you know, let's say you got let's say you have a you know real estate investor, and a lot of and a lot of our clients who who do real estate, they make a lot of their money on turnaround projects, right? So they'll find a a property that they can that they can purchase, and it needs a little TLC before they turn around and either sell it or refinance it and rent it out, you know. But that 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 in between time requires like significant cash from the from from yourself. You can get some from the bank, but a lot of times you're going to come up with some cash for yourself. And and the problem is a lot of real estate agents don't like keeping a lot of cash because I mean really a lot of folks who invest in period don't like keep a lot of cash because it doesn't earn much, especially when they're printing right. lots of it. And so right. so so that mindset has um you know people are wanting to hold cash even less. And so what 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 I'm finding on my end is you know, real estate agents like to use their, you know, brokerage account as collateral uh, for the cash they need for these deals because they can keep their money earning, um, earning money, uh, but also get the bank to, to lend against their brokerage account. But they also like to use um, life insurance um, as, as collateral. And it gives life insurance actually gives you a bit more flexibility, right, John? Because you could either you could either use this collateral with the bank or you can borrow from the insurance company to get the cash. So, so kind of like elaborate on what is it, how does that work and what are the different types of policies you can use to make that happen? Right. Yeah. So um, if, you, if you have cash value built in your policy or if you've built up enough cash value, if it's on a brand new policy, 
Um, you can borrow against the policy directly. So you could take a loan out against your money. Um, and the nice thing is it still, it still maintains the policy. It still builds. Um, it's still growing in the background, but yet you can pull money out. You could do that as a, a, a temporary or like you're saying, if you need you know, money quickly, but then you have plans to pay it back once you sold the property. Um, you could also go in to a bank and you could take a loan against your cash value. So if you wanted to actually um, you know, get someone to lend against it. Um, if you had cash flow you built up in the policy, you could take a loan against it. But most importantly is that the, the policy is still intact. You still have your uh, death benefit, and then you still have your cash value working for you in the meantime. And then, you know, three to six months later, you can pay that money back. Um, and essentially it's, you know, you're the lender in that case. Okay. No, that sounds, sounds super useful. Plus, I, I, I imagine having that death benefit for the policy, the banks might love, you know, for getting for getting paid back their money. Yeah, and that's that's uh, we do that with SBA loans as well, where the bank essentially you could uh, assign collateral to the bank. So, um, and this would be a little bit of a different situation, but if you you know say bought a million dollar policy and you took out a half a million dollar loan you can assign collateral to the bank so that the first half a million goes to the bank and then the rest of it goes to your beneficiary. And then as you pay down that loan, so let's say you pay it down to 250,000, uh, it automatically adjusts. So the bank wouldn't just get the full million. They would just get whatever would satisfy the loan. So as you pay the loan down, then they would get a smaller death benefit amount from the loan as this collateral assignment. That makes sense. Let's let's move to the next use, right? Next 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 advanced planning idea. We're going to talk about business owners, and 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 as both business owners, right? We understand having it, it's a delicate balance between having too much, you know, cash and not enough cash. But liquidity is important, right? Because we go through ebbs and phases of when we have to grow to the next level, and that requires money. And sometimes the banks are not going to give us as much money as we as we want or need. And so life insurance also comes into play too for either new businesses or existing businesses or being able to use, um, get access to cash. Can you explain more about that? Yeah. So, you know, as a business owner, whether you're just starting a business or you've run a business for a while, you know, obviously there's a big need for life insurance in general. If your business is not uh, up and running or doesn't have a large valuation, then you need the proper amount of life insurance in place for your family surviving spouse. And so you can kill two birds with one stone by having a, a larger policy that also that you're building cash value. And so a permanent policy or universal life or next universal life or whole life, depending on the need. And essentially what you can do is if you've properly funded or overfunded it, you can draw money from it the same way like we're talking about from the previous example. And you could basically take a loan against the policy. So you've got the 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 policy in place, you've got the coverage for your family, but then you could pull money out and then just, you know, and if, if you needed it for payroll or whatever you need it for in the short term, or like you said, that you're going to invest in your business, um, you could pull the money out and then two, six months later, you know, you could pay that money back, especially if it was short term. Um, obviously you could take a loan out for a longer period of time, but the quicker, if it is something that's more short term, you know, that it, it could, um, satisfy that need, you know, in, in the short term, it wouldn't be much easier, obviously, than taking a loan out from a bank because you're, you're basically borrowing your own money. Got it. Got it. No, that makes sense. Let's, let's, let's go to the third option. And, and this is honestly something that uh, is, is, is very common, right? At, at different scales and different levels, but it's, it's a, uh, it's an estate planning idea. And 
it's around transferring wealth to uh, you know to your family and and I know a lot of families that have a you know like a relatively illiquid estate right they they may have a big amount of their network in 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 a house that they want to pass on to the family or in a business or in some um, rental properties or all of the above and and so the problem ends up around you know like the family is cool when the parents are alive right everybody's good because the parents can can moderate right. but then when you know if you have an estate uh let's let's make up a number let's say the estate's worth you know two million dollars and then and but the majority of it is like locked up in real estate family home or business or all of the above right and so you have three kids and the parents go well what happens is maybe maybe one kid didn't want to like own the property or they had a different different things they wanted to do with the with the money that with with the equity from the homes or they didn't want to manage the business uh, and one person wanted to manage the business but in order to make everybody happy right there there needs to be some cash or there's going to be some fighting right because ultimately <laughs> the person who's who does you know who doesn't want the property or the business they're going to have to do what the other person doesn't want them to do or they're going to take them to court right and then force them to do some sort of forced sale of part of the real estate or the business and that creates problems. So what's a, so a simple way to solve that problem? And we talked about it, you know, it was life insurance, right? Right. I mean, you know, uh, the reality is, is if you have more than one kid or even if you have one kid, I mean, they're not necessarily going to run your business after you're gone. So, you know, like in your example, if you're saying three kids, we've had this happen um, where it's very unlikely that all three kids are going to want to run that business, no matter how successful it is and no matter how easy of a transition it would be. And so life insurance can serve as a vehicle and allow that, that let's say the one child that knows they definitely don't want to do it, or maybe they run some other business or something else that's already you know more lucrative than their parents' business, mm-hmm. but they just went a different route. Um, and it, I, I guess it's the, the easiest way to talk about it or the idea is it's just, it just keeps things fair. And so if you're able to purchase life insurance and and you essentially use that to, I don't know if you'd want to say it, buy them out so that the other siblings can run the business, everybody gets their share. You know, if, if the business valuation is a million dollars and one kid gets it, you know, and then the other two kids have a million dollars on each of them. Um, and there's uh, many ways to to to, to uh, write it or there's many ways to, to set it up, but Essentially, what it comes down to is what you're saying is that that they're not having to take over the business, they're not having to go into business together, and they're also not having to buy the other person out uh, of cash or having to run it while they while they really don't want to do it. And then there's maybe one child that you know is really involved and you know wants to take over the business. I just think it simplifies everything and takes the awkwardness out of making that transition. Absolutely. Fourth idea, we we'll, we have five. But fourth, fourth idea is one that that piggy banks on what. Alice and I talked about in a, in a previous in a previous advanced planning session, and it was how wealthy people live. And and so this is one that you know I, again I've seen, and at first it was pretty weird to me, but like it makes sense once you understand how it works. But a lot a lot of wealthy folks will use their assets, whether it be the business or real estate, and they if they need you know cash something or even for their living expenses, they'll live off the live off the equity, like basically borrow money against their their um their properties to live on and then keep paying it back as it appreciates or if they have some sort of windfall sale from one property they'll pay off the loans and just do it over and over and over again but it allows them to take out mm-hmm. income 
tax free. And so you so as, a, as I understand it, and we talked about it before, you're able to do that with life insurance as well, which 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 will help a lot of clients who who either uh, can't do a Roth, don't have a Roth, have a majority of their income coming in from retirement. That's all you know, taxable because it's mostly qualified money and pension plans or 401k plans. But, but talk about like the tax rules around taking money out of life insurance and how you get that money out tax free. A couple different benefits of, of properly funding a permanent life insurance policy. So, you know, whichever that route is, is, it, you know, if you, if you go the index universal life or universal life or a, you know, whole life policy, um, if it's properly funded, you know, and you've had the policy long enough, obviously you can't, you know, buy a policy today and then expect to, you know, pull, pull money out of it as a, uh, tax-free distribution tomorrow, um, uh, unless you, a bunch of money into it. But the reality is, is if you properly fund it and you, and you get it early enough, you're young enough. Um, when I say young enough, I mean, you just, you can't start a policy at 67 and expect to pull money out of it at retirement at 68, you know? Um, but if you've properly funded it, then yeah, you can pull the money out. So a couple different ways or ways that we talk about the benefits of a permanent policy is, um, you can illustrate, uh, so that we can show you basically what it would look like, uh, over time, but you can see what an internal rate of return is, which would be actually on the death benefit. So, you know, you start a policy today, what your internal rate of return would be on that policy. So if you died next year, 10 years from now, 20 or 30 years from now, of what your return on that money would be. So that's one way that it's obviously a tax-free benefit because death death benefits are tax-free. Um, and then and then pulling it out and from a wealth distribution standpoint would be just that you set it up now and you 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 illustrate the product so that you know that at 10, 15, 20 years, whatever point that you plan on retiring, that you can start drawing from that policy so that if you have, you know, half a million dollars in cash value in the policy, you can draw down the policy so that you have a tax-free distribution. So you're, you're bringing, you're pulling income off of it. And then essentially what happens is, is that when you pass away, the, the drawdown on that are paid back and then the rest of the benefit goes to your beneficiary. So it's tax-free on the income side of it. So you can pull money out of the policy along the way or at a certain point in your retirement. And then you also, the beneficiary will get the benefit back tax-free as well. That sounds super useful, especially, especially in an era where government is spending all this money on all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting further in debt, and they're hungry. Right. Yeah, hungry for tax revenue, right? Now. Right. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yes, sir. All right. Last one. Key person insurance. You know, people. People are the business, right? A business is not the brick and mortar. Uh, business, right? Business is the people, and so the people are your asset. And so, uh, key man insurance is a way to protect that. So, talk talk about like you know, how you design, you know, how do you figure out key man policy? What is it? How you design it? The details of it? What is key man life? Insurance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, businesses are, are guilty of this and, and it's putting a lot of pressure and a, a lot of importance on, you know, one or two key employees. And sometimes that's actually your sales force, but it could be, you know, different roles in your company. Um, but yeah, let's say for example, you, you have a copy business or copy your business and, and you have, you know, 10 reps, but one of them does 80% of your sales and they have the big contract or big, you know, big uh, relationships and a lot of big contracts. So you can buy what's called key man or a key employee insurance. So basically what that means is that um, if your employee is a, a, 
a big part of your business. And if they weren't here tomorrow, that you would be in trouble. Um, and so you can basically buy insurance on them and, and you can value them based on the amount of business they bring into you. And the idea is, is that you've got, you know, a hundred thousand, half a million, whatever that dollar amount is that you, if they were to pass away, you've got coming into the business you can use to try to replace them. Now, mind you, you're not, you may not be able to replace them with one person, but the idea is that you bring in enough money, you buy a large enough policy that you can replace them for X number of you know months or years until you can basically um, attempt to replace them. So especially, especially important, I think, with smaller businesses, because um, you know, I, that, that there's that 80, 20 rule that a lot of times, you know, 20% of your people are bringing in 80% of your business. And so, you know, you, I think it's more important obviously if a company has hundreds of employees that key man insurance may not be as important. Um, but it's very, very important for smaller businesses that, you know, that put a lot of faith and in, into one or two people. And so that is one way to offset the risk and liability of potentially losing that person. Okay. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, these some great planning ideas. Can't we, we, as, as we talked before, we, we, we probably have two, three, four hundred of these. And so I'm excited about sharing them week <laughs> to week with the audience. So, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, let everybody know what's, hey, the, best appreciate having me. what's, what's, the, what's the best place to reach you. Uh, yeah. My uh, office line is 817-618-3369. My uh, email is my first name, John, J-O-N, at axisfin, A-X-I-S-F-I-N.com. Pretty easy. All right, John. We in, in, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, I appreciate it, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.